Hello and welcome to Mike's Open Journal episode 32 and tonight we're going to be looking at the hashtag talk mh sessions that are going on currently uh, uh today i am also joined by my co-podcaster richard are you there yes i am here mike oh, How awesome to hear from you rich we'll uh, completely ignore the fact we've just been talking for half an hour yeah. <laughs> hi mike it's nice uh, to talk hi. to you for yeah, the first time I know. Hey. lovely um so we've jumped on for this evening's chat uh a little bit confused to start off with because there seems to be a couple of potential topics going on this afternoon but i think we're we've agreed on it looks like it's eating disorders that we're discussing tonight on the talk mh which is being hosted by uh millie daydreams so we're looking forward to her shooting out some questions through the evening and myself and rich are just going to narrate really our way through some of the tweets that come through and kind of just give a uh, another opportunity a different type of media for people to listen and interact with the talk that's going on this evening so that sound good to you rich yeah and i'd say that it will be kind of more just like you said a narrative as such as i know personally i haven't experienced anything to do with eating disorders so I won't be able to share personal experience. Mm. It will just be commenting on tweets that people have made. Cool. Yeah, kind of the same here, really. Um, I think potentially some of the some of the like the symptoms that people might um, discuss. I think I may have been affected by, but in terms of actually um, having an eating disorder, I think in the same way that we've discussed OCD before. Yeah. In that, I feel like oh yeah, probably tick some of the boxes with symptoms, but I don't have OCD. Um, so I think potentially I'm going to be one of those where I'll pick up on some of the, the symptoms or the things that people are mentioning. But as a whole, again, we're kind of just commenting back on the kind of the comments and the tweets that other people are making this evening. Uh, so I think we've got a few people introducing themselves and I can see that Millie has posted uh, the first question uh, a couple of minutes ago, which is um, she's asking people to summarise their eating disorder stories so far. Um, and just kind of provide an opportunity for people to share their experiences um, and hopefully be able to talk about the positive change that's happening. Um, so myself and Rich will run through. Um, the first bit is usually quite, I say usually, like having just done it once, can be quite difficult because a lot of people just start in on the conversation and are saying hi, so we've got to try and work our way through the highs as well as the people that are tweeting yeah. in. Some people answer instantly, some people answer five minutes and ten minutes on, so... We'll try and do our best to keep you all up to speed. Cool. But it's a lot more difficult than you might think. This is a bit when I'm really suddenly going to appreciate the people that have done like A1s, A2s. Yes, I <laughs> noticed. <laughs> <myself>. <laughs> they really annoy me when I'm actually on Twitter, but actually now they're going to be really handy. <laughs> uh, so we've got a couple of people coming through um, talking about the things that they've been affected by. So we've got... Um, Shannon mentioning um, binge eating, um, but also losing a lot of weight, then pulling it back on um, and just saying that she's enjoyed to be part of the chat. I think um, for me, I know some of the conversations we've had before about um, the different ways that you could be affected by mental health as well definitely leads into like changes in your diet. Um, And I think for us as well, like we've both had times where we've struggled with I don't know that we naturally call it exercise, but kind of getting outside. And I think that can lead to a change in your body shape quite a lot. Yeah, I I think people discount just how much mental health or poor mental health impacts your entire life. It isn't just your mental state, it's your physical well-being and, and it does affect your diet and what you eat and how you keep track of what you eat as well. I know that's my experience anyway. Yeah, I think we've said... Um, on previous podcasts as well when we've spoken about kind of doing exercise and just kind of generally going outside and walking around Um, and I think for us as two people that have kind of come on and said we don't have an eating disorder but we recognize that actually some of those things have affected us um, then to kind of think the sort of impact that we'd have on someone that's affected by this on a day-to-day basis is obviously going to be huge compared to that yeah. Um, so it's kind of taken that on board as well, I guess. And for us, sometimes I think things like that, um, like my eating habits change quite a lot, but I don't always draw attention to them because there's kind of other things going on. Um, 
but I think it's definitely something that once you kind of put more attention on it, it makes more of a difference to yourself. And then obviously your exercise is going to feed into that. So, Well, indirectly, I've struggled with food because of my OCD where my OCD affects what I can and can't eat and how I prepare food. Mm. And I know I've gone through periods of my life where I've rapidly lost lots of weight where I felt like I can't eat majority of foods and then I've also rapidly gained weight where suddenly I feel I can so I binge on that um and there's a tweet actually from another guy because it's nice to get a guy's perspective from an eating disorder chat as well because Mm. I think it's quite often overlooked that guys are affected by this just as much um and maybe feel even more stigma and shame about talking about an eating disorder as opposed to other problems with mental health um so james of thinking yeah uh, about overeating going hand in hand with his depression um finding it increasing of an evening where there are less distractions and i think that's something that's a key point as well it's it isn't necessarily just the eating disorder on its own Mm. um it, it can like he has said again a couple of minutes later that it's a reflection on being lonely and that the kitchen is his coping mechanism sometimes Mm. so i think it's definitely that um i think in and especially in that video that we looked at just before we came on as well where it mentions things like in the evenings where um if you're um have i guess we'll say a regular working day or study day or you're looking at jobs um in the daytime it's in the evening when you're meant to be kind of in theory relaxing or you have less to do that sometimes those other kind of urges and um things that are going on inside if you kind of come out as well yeah uh, and i think that's definitely when we see more issues around mental health and like we say the it's the old traditional view isn't it of um a, an upset girl goes to the fridge and gets the ice cream tub out and sits and watch telly um, yeah, after a breakup, every yeah. sitcom character <laughs> has got the girls together, got a massive bucket of ice cream, three massive spoons, duvet on the couch, and they just binge. Yeah, and you think that's put across pretty much, I would say films and TV show that as like a one or two night thing, and then they're over that. Yeah. Um. So we're talking about situations where actually that goes from being something like quite light-hearted and cute to something that's really... Um, kind of essentially a form of self-harm I would say as well yeah yeah to an extent yeah if it, especially if it has sort of long-reaching consequences that seriously impact your health obviously mm. physically and mentally uh, just skimming through there's a few people just dropping in and saying hello so we've got obviously Scott Lauren uh, Meg and Jade Amy's come back as well uh We've got a second question about coping mechanisms and positivity now. Oh, awesome. You've skimmed further ahead than I am. Well, uh, I'm to do uh, So I've also got, I think I'm oh, I'm just before your question too, um, Thrive with Laura. Unsurprisingly, due to the amount of social pressure on girls slash women from media, majority of anorexics are female. Yeah. Um, I think, again... I, oh, I don't know, I'm really in between with this. There's been the article that's come out, I think, today around um, young teenage girls, I think, are most likely to suffer from mental health conditions. Yeah. Um, and I've read through some of the article, and it it's, um, seems to be all based around individual responses, and I'd really question whether... Um, I don't know exactly what the demographic is that they've looked at, but whether males, particularly young males, would kind of associate themselves with having a mental disorder or, or illness yeah. and even if they would would they feel that in or answer that in a form or a survey um so i i understand the purpose of sometimes working out who's affected but i don't i don't necessarily agree with or like when it's like uh old teenagers or um older males or older females or boys or girls or men or women it's like this is something that affects everyone and let's talk about how it affects people rather than this particular group that somehow have it worse yeah um but i do agree that i think uh women and girls um are affected obviously by what's in the media i would say my own personal view is that's probably changed a little bit in the last 
year or two years in that I think there's um, been an increase on the pressure on young males as well. And I think, yeah. I think for men now, or young males, males in general, yeah, it's it's this almost sort of gym revolution Definitely, of body yeah. dysmorphia. Uh, not so much sort of what I would call a stereotypical eating disorder such as anorexia or bulimia. That's not belittling them at all. That's just what you think of, in my opinion, of mm. an eating disorder. But I think for guys, the pressure of having to look like the David Beckhams and the Justin Biebers yeah. with completely ripped abs and, you know, body images that are sometimes unrealistic, no matter what mm. amount of effort you put into your body, you, you won't achieve that. Um, and I think, again, that feeds into the whole, you can't pigeonhole where this is coming from yeah. and, and who it's affecting. Because, again, you look at the demographic and who they asked, how many people have they asked, and who hasn't spoken out through shame or fear or embarrassment or guilt or, or worry or anxiety. So it's not something that's easily quantifiable and you can't just say, yes, it's girls that are affected more. Definitely. It's funny. I was thinking of David Beckham at the, the exact time you said to him. I don't know what's set him in our minds as the ideal male body role model. Um, but I think definitely, I think there's a, a, there is a pressure increasingly there. And um, I think it's kind of not trying to ignore that as well. And sometimes um, you kind of over stereotype in one area or over focus and it sort of then yeah. pushes one area out. So it's good to mention that uh, so as Rich said we're moving on to question two uh, which is coping mechanisms for dealing with eating disorder relapses or particularly bad days uh, so we've got Shannon coming was Shannon the first one to reply to the first question as well she's quick on the quick on the answers um, so she's got quotes always help uh, her use of Pinterest as well um, definitely something you see quite a lot of. Um, I'm really in between on quotes, Rich. Um, like some of them, like I feel really inspired by, and in other times I'm like, oh, it's just another quote. Yeah. Um, it's almost at that stage where, it, for me, it's either a really good one or it's just another one. I, again, this is for me. The only way I can describe my view on quotes is my view on the X Factor. <laughs> Bear with me. Yeah, okay. It comes across. <laughs> Singing and the kind of voice you like is completely subjective to you. Mm. I won't like the same as you. You won't like the same as me. No one responds to the same input or stimulus. And quotes will be different for each person in exactly the same way. So what might be inspirational for you and mean something for you in your personal life mm. will just be another quote for someone else. So I think you can have all of the quotes in the world, but if you find one that you don't relate to, it won't mean anything, no matter what pretty sunsets behind it or how they've worded it or how they've put it on Instagram. It is just another quote, whereas sometimes you'll get one that will just hit you out of nowhere. You, you might be in a position mentally where it, it just is perfect in that moment. You might have music on that's induced a certain mood that when that quote comes into your timeline or however you see it, it just fits your life for that moment. And you just think, oh, wow, this is perfect. This is me. And then in the same breath, you could just be in a dismissive mood or, or not very interested. And it can be exactly the same response. It just will be the opposite. It will mean nothing. That's so true. While you were saying that, it just reminded me of having this uh, similar conversation with someone else the other day. And I sent through um, one of the, um, like the last... Uh, quotes that Matt Smith had when he was Doctor Who and I, oh, it just, for me it just kind of tunes into um, some of those um, kind of feelings you get at different stages I think especially when you're going through um, like a struggle with mental health sometimes it's yes. those little things like you say 
um, make a difference. I'm just putting it up. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Um, so I think this is, I, I don't know if it's necessarily the last speech, but I think it's like in the last couple of scenes where um, Matt Smith leaves Doctor Who. Um, okay. And he says, um, times change and so must I. We all change when you think about it. We're all different people all through our lives. And that's okay. That's good. As long as you keep moving, as long as you remember all the people that you used to be. Uh, I will not forget one line of this, not one day, I swear. And then he says he remembers he's going to be the doctor. Um, but like the idea that actually through our lives, obviously it's, ob it's obvious and it's visible in Doctor Who where he changes, but I think that acceptance actually, yeah, in your life you are going to change. There's going to be different stages where you're a slightly different person. The way you look at, view and act is going to be slightly different. Um, yeah. And actually that's a strength from being able to look back, reflect on that and kind of be happy about those different experiences, whether they were good or bad at the time. Well, um, you saying that, someone um, actually, oh, I've lost the tweet now. I hope I can find it again. Someone has put as a positive or as something that helps. Um, oh, it's actually Millie Daydreams herself. Uh, looking at photos of myself when I was in the grips of my ED helps. It's oh. awful. So that yeah. is exactly looking back at a past you, a previous version of you, and being able to take an outside view of, of, of that person, of, of who you were in that moment. Mm. I, I know, I hope we're not drifting too much away from the chat at the moment, but I know from personal experience, when I look back at pictures specifically, because it's obviously very visual and, and it's a strong stimuli, when I was really ill and bedbound and, and suicidal every day for months and months and months, I, I vaguely remember that person and being in that body. But that is such a different person to who I am now. Who I am now. Mm. It, it's so many worlds away. And I can imagine, like Millie has said, it, you know, looking at pictures of yourself if you're in that situation where it is so physically obvious how different you looked. I can imagine that can be very sad, but also very, very powerful mm. as, as a point of strength to draw from. I think like it's, it's kind of recognising those changes, I guess, and the challenges that come with um, whatever illness that we're affected by at that time. And sometimes even just life experiences that we go through as well can change us. Um, especially visually uh, skimming through to catch up with you uh, we've got uh, Mystic Meg talking about um, sometimes drinking sugary drinks um, when she struggles with um, not eating so at least she's getting some of the sugar she needs um, I know sometimes like I have the spells where you, I don't know I just crave like like really sugary sweets and like Lucasade and chocolate and yeah. Oh, I, that's like the slight. Is it um, uh, like is it diabetics that have like the sugar insulin stuff? Yeah. Like if you diabetic. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's that little bit. You know, like you get. I don't know. Maybe it's just a craving, but I feel like there's times when I just like you just need like. Maybe it's because I don't drink coffee. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a coffee drinker either, so. I um I don't get coffee. I don't get the bandwagon of coffee. I'd rather have a cup of tea. Oh, yeah, see, I don't even drink tea. What's wrong with you? Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm leaving this. Okay. Everybody, I have left the chat <laughs> because Mike doesn't drink tea. Oh, I've just come across a tweet from this guy called Rich. <laughs> 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 yeah, we'll skip over that one. <laughs> um, no promotion for that guy. Here, um, positive thought patterns. Um... Blogging, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Walters, the one thing that really does help me is blogging, makes yeah. me turn off what's happening. Yeah, see, I find that that's really interesting because for me, I like if I'm struggling, actually blogging kind of, or uh, not necessarily blogging at the time, but just kind of writing that down actually really gives me a chance to kind of reflect a bit more on what's going on. So I wouldn't, I don't think it's, it's not turning me off to what's happening, but it is, I guess it's shifting my mood 
yeah so you're more able to kind of talk about it i guess everyone does it in their own way so if i suddenly started blogging about like cars or clothes or something then that would maybe be different but i'm blogging about kind of what's going on yeah and again i think it it allows you to shift your perspective and, mm. and look at it from a, an outside point of view and be able to write about it in a way that's not so indulgence the wrong word but it's the only one I can think of so that it's not so inside your head and you know you, you can get yourself out of it by writing it down you know yeah. getting it out of your body and putting it onto a screen or onto a paper definitely um, um, Amy again a little bit further up um, are we on to a different question because I've just seen someone write A3 yeah there's a, there's a third question that went up a little bit ago but oh. there's some for the second one uh, uh, Nicole's journey Nicole Williams um, for recovery and positiveness uh, taking it back to basics with daily routine and thinking balanced putting taking care of myself first small things smiley face smiley face yeah. and I definitely think the small things are really important those, those little moments of self-care where you make sure you do sleep and you make sure you do drink and eat if possible where and when you can and you make sure you do keep yourself in touch with people and and you know allow yourself to feel loved if you can and reach out if you feel you can't i think it is those those small tiny daily habits that can really just help keep you grounded and keep you progressing yeah, we've got um, Millie Daydreams as well, going back to looking at photos. I think this is the one that you were mentioning earlier. Um, I'm just going to like that. I've suddenly realised like we're chatting about these and I'm, I wasn't like liking any, so I'm going to like the ones that we're talking about now. Um, so we're now on to question three. Uh, yes. Yes, cool. What, what okay. about advice to loved ones? How can they best help us during our triggered phases? Um, so the first one that I saw which I started to talk about a minute ago, was um, Amy's one. So the fact that she finds it really hard to talk through with her loved ones um, and they're not necessarily the best understanding um, and sometimes can lead to kind of triggering her as well. I think for me, I I don't know that I'd necessarily word it like that, but that's something I've definitely experienced with um, with my depression. I think it's, it's harder sometimes to talk about it um, with the people that are closer to you um, because I, I don't know I guess it's a lot of things I think it's kind of that idea of being judged or um, yeah. also kind of letting someone in to some extent um, and I, not I, knowing enough to sort of explain it fully to them as well yeah yeah and the person below uh, G with her heart Yep. Um, believe and don't blame. I was blamed for mine and made to feel stupid. It only made it worse and pushed me further. And I think that can be attributed across the board with mental health, mm. um, you know, putting the blame on someone. But I can imagine, especially with eating disorders, where it forces you to, you know, to just look at yourself and think, well, what am I doing? And, and is it me? And why am I wrong? And, and then go and carry out the behaviours that only make things worse. I think that's um, kind of followed up by um, Millie again further up, um, saying she couldn't agree more with G. Um, the kind of the blame culture really set her back um, on more than one occasion. I think sometimes it just comes to that when you're talking to people that are kind of close to you but don't understand it, um, then there is that idea that they're somehow helping when they're not necessarily helping. Yeah. Um, and I think that can that can definitely feed into it when, for a lot of people, I think um, on a purely judgmental basis that we skimmed through, it all seems to be generally young people that are commenting tonight as well. Yeah. Um, so potentially the first time that they're kind of talking out to family or friends and kind of having that negative response can be really difficult. Yeah, and I think... Uh, reply from Chatterbox and then from Millie after but Chatterbox says understand when I'm having a bad day and be there for me mm. and then Millie replied with empathy is definitely key 
They may not be able to empathise entirely, but even the effort to try is helpful. Uh, and I think that can go such a long way as well, sort of almost just accepting at face value what your loved one is going through. Uh, and as hard as it must be to try and not be judgmental and, and not make comments that could be considered insensitive or inflammatory to creating behaviour that only furthers the problem. Mm. Uh, I've got another one from G uh, the issue of eating disorders is that it is a bizarre concept but it's so physical it's obvious and people treat the physical without the mental um, and I guess that kind of leads into some of the stuff that we were talking about before with like weight gains or losses yeah. um, and it's almost like you're treating the f- like she's, I think she's trying to say it's almost like you get treated for the physical thing rather than the the mental issue that's leading to the physical. Yeah, it, it's the treatment of the disease, not the symptom. Mm. Uh, I think that. Have I worded that right? I think that's it. I think the other way around, isn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Completely <laughs> stupid there by me. Um, but yeah, like you get what I mean. It, it, yeah, I did. It's, it's not focusing on where the problem lies. It's just treating the symptoms of the problem. I've mm. uh, got a couple of positive feedbacks from people. Um, so Laura, again, mentioning uh, help and encouraging, uh, building a good self-esteem uh, without necessarily the validation from others. Um, and I think, I don't know, I kind of feel like, yes, but that's also really hard, especially if you're in the situation where um, you are affected by these. So for me, yeah, I probably could kind of help and encourage myself around like um, my self-esteem with eating or the way I look. Um, but I would struggle to do that with regards to like my mood and how I am with like thoughts and feelings um, because that's what affects me more. So I would imagine that someone affected by eating disorder would find that obviously great to aim for but potentially quite difficult to get to yeah definitely um we've got one here uh from a reply from millie to shannon uh, so shannon put stop commenting on how much you're eating they only joke but they don't realize how much it affects you and to which Millie replied, definitely stop making it into a joke or trying to diminish, diminish its power. People are slow to realise it's not a choice. Mm. I think it's it comes back to that idea that um, when you're affected by... I need to stop saying it comes back to. I've just realised I've said that a few times. Uh, it comes back to <laughs> uh, that idea that um, anything to do with mental health is us choosing to act in a certain way or be in a certain way. Um, I don't think, I think it's fair to say um, we're not choosing to like eat or not eat that certain thing or to um, like struggle to deal with certain things or talk to people in a certain way. And that's part of um, the, like the illness that you're going through. Yeah. So we've got, uh, I'm starting to lose track of the replies now. There's quite a lot of replies yeah. this time. Um, uh, so Millie saying to Laura, um, it's definitely less of a attractive slash unattractive thing and more about how poorly she looked. Um, and I, I don't know, I wonder whether that starts off. I mean, when we were talking earlier about um, the issues with like kind of magazines and media, and I mean, yeah, sure to start off with it, maybe about kind of, being attractive to a significant other or the general public. Um, but I think you see a lot more, especially with when we've spoken about men. Um, yeah. I think that they are kind of, it is soldiers. Like this isn't necessarily like an attractive look. Like this is just how you kind of should look. Like yeah. this should be yeah, your yeah. normal. Is that you dropping off, Rich? No, I'm still here. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, had a, I had like a click off and I was like, oh, I, I, I think I'm still here. Um, cool. Where we, get to? Uh, we, we have a new question if you want to get uh, to awesome. that. 
Uh, I'm just scrolling up. I've got Shannon asking if there's been a chat on OCD. Um, I don't know. Twentieth of October, hosted by Thrifty Vintage Fashion. Oh, there you go. Hopefully, Shannon listens to this and she can go back and find it because I'm not gonna have uh, enough hands and fingers to tweet that reply. No, it's it's already been tweeted to her. Oh yeah, lovely. Oh, so you didn't know? You just read. Yeah, <laughs> I, I knew. Oh, I just knew okay. because I read. Uh, all going well. And see, uh, little shout out to Bethany Dean, who I think is usually I don't know if it's always um, tweets for Middlesbrough. Uh, and Stockton Mind, so it's good to see she's on there as herself again as well. Uh, scrolling up. Okay, so I'm on to question four. Um, social media slash media in general continually presents us with unrealistic body expectations. How do you combat, combat this triggering? Um, so I think it's something we've kind of, I'd say, more than touched on already um, with our thoughts on this one. Uh, I've got a couple of people I think that are carrying on from the previous question Um, I I feel like Shannon's first in there and responding again Uh, so it's difficult um, never stop comparing she never stops comparing herself to unrealistic expectations uh, as much as she tries Um, I think that is really hard I think it's always that thing of the best I can ever come up with is like you should only compare yourself to yourself and then even doing that, like we've said, is can be quite harmful. Yeah, because again, I, I don't think I'm sort of thinking too much into this, but you compare yourself, but there are so many versions of yourself that mm. are real, but also imaginary that you create as versions of yourself that you'd like to be or think you've been or wouldn't like to be. Yeah. And I think any sort of comparison, whether it's someone else, something else, or yourself, only, I think it can only be detrimental, in my opinion, because by the very definition of comparing, it's looking at what something or someone else has that you don't. Mm. Um, I think that was my idea of like, if you're comparing to yourself, it's something that you have achieved or that it has been you um, rather than be someone else who could have a completely different like natural body shape natural different genes they could do different activities whereas if you compare yourself to you that was you but when you were saying that it brought into my mind I remember thinking like at a certain time like my body shape or my body looked in a certain way and then seeing a picture a couple of years later thinking that is not what in my mind I looked like then yeah um so I think you are right in that even comparing to yourself like the way that you see yourself can be very different to the way that you are yeah yeah definitely um and when you were talking about uh body dysmorphia as well yeah even if you see a picture and um, you look a different way in that picture to the way that you see yourself. You might still see yourself in the way that you think, even though that's not what's on the image. Does yeah. That make, does that make sense? Yeah. Completely. Yeah, I, I've got a friend who, obviously I'll, I'll keep keep this friend anonymous, but they go to the gym and they work out and they're never satisfied with the results, even though they they are describing what they want to look like and they look like that, but it's still not enough. Um, so even again, even if you are working at it and, and you are in that place where physically on the outside you look how you want to look, your mind can still distort that image and tell you it's still not good enough. Mm. I think it's that idea of self and... I guess it's that way that we see like a lot of um, the mental health illnesses and challenges that do overlap. I guess in the same way that like, if you have a physical injury, it can overlap. So if you've got a problem with your shoulder, it's going to affect your arm and your chest. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's kind of a similar thing to that. Uh, got... 
Oh, I do love when these occasional ones pop up. Um, Petals saying that she's sorry she can't join in tonight, <laughs> but by sending a tweet, you can't have our joining in. I <laughs> mm. uh, love that one. Um, I think, uh, so what are we on? Millie um, saying, I think people try to positively reinforce without really understanding how it works, and that can kind of lead to triggering. I think sometimes that's. It's really hard because I feel like that's kind of about, for me, being able to have some sort of conversation with the people that are around you. Yeah. Um, because I think, as she's saying, like they're trying to help out, they're trying to be supportive. Um, so for me, they're kind of doing as much as they can. Um, and I guess you're in a situation where you either remove yourself from that situation or you try, when you can, to kind of sit down and have a chat with them and... Maybe you don't know everything about what's going on, but you're able to have a bit more of a chat about some of the things that you struggle with, so that can be potentially avoided. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And again, we've got uh, in reply to Mystic Meg. So Mystic Meg said, I tend to follow only those who have recovered, are recovering, or those that are body positive. Hmm. Um, and Millie replied with, totally agree. We spend so much of our life by bomb- bombarded by this stuff. Why shouldn't we tailor what we're exposed to? Um, and, it, and it is that kind of thing of, you know, choosing to see what you want to and don't want to see about mental health and, and eating disorders or whatever you're suffering from. You know, the, the choice is there, it is yours to make, whether you want to follow accounts that are negative as well as positive or just positive, because different forms of social media and different channels will affect each person individually. So what might be great for one person, like we keep saying, it's so Mm. individualistic, you know, someone might respond well to seeing the negative and positive outcomes and, and tweets and Instagram pictures, whereas someone might be so negatively affected by seeing something that's upsetting that their only way to deal with it is to just look at the positive aspect. Definitely. Oh, I've just, I was thinking um, while you were saying that about uh, like the way that just over time, I guess you gradually kind of, you tailor sort of the websites you look at or the magazines you read or things like that. But there's always going to be stuff that's kind of pushed out there that you can't control. Um, Think of like newspaper front pages, uh, magazine front covers, um, stuff that just gets retweeted on media. Someone retweeting something that you follow that, you didn't want to see yeah well i remember there was a thing uh oh where are we now september so maybe it was this year i feel like it was last year where there was um was there something to do with one of like the terrorist groups sent out that video of someone like getting beheaded and then it was getting like retweeted or covered by media but it the video would automatically play um so like on social media you could you would just scroll down your news feed and it would pop up as something put out by like media or potentially like one of the sponsored links or something like that and so it would automatically play on your feed um and there's no at the time i don't think there was any there was no way to stop that other than like clicking on the video to stop it um i think that's when they started to look at like whether videos should just play automatically um and it kind of a bit of an extreme example but it's sometimes it is really difficult to to tailor what you are kind of taking in i I think social media is so vast and expansive that trying to restrict yourself from seeing certain aspects of of the world is not impossible now Mm. where invariably in every corner of the globe, people can share and tweet and snap and Instagram and Facebook what is happening in their lives. Mm. And, you know, within reason, you have no control of that unless you don't follow anything and yeah. don't look. Just don't do social media. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Even then, though, you still, I don't know. I guess it's not as bad, but you've still got TV, radio, etc. 
Um, to jump on, we've got uh, a reply, so I'm not sure what the original comment was, um, but we've got G again saying that she um, enjoys having a secret um, and then puts in bracket that she knows it's a bit sick, um, but she thinks um, that's potentially why she sort of struggles to talk about it with friends. And I right. so like I so get that. I know, like we've said, like that. I think that's one of those things that sort of crosses over is that sometimes there is something about just having something to yourself. Yeah. Um. And while you know that's like not healthy, it's also about I, I don't know when you struggle with sort of the feelings, emotion side of it, that opportunity to just kind of have something and experience it yourself and not have to share it with other people. Um. Again, like my interpretation of those like two lines might be very different, but yeah, I feel like I kind of like that definitely is something that I would associate with there. Um, and I think she's replying to something from Laura originally there. Uh, we've got Mystic Meg saying about um, just again, kind of similar to what we've just said. Uh, she stopped reading fashion magazines, tailored what she looks at on social media. Um, so she's really kind of bearing that in mind. Uh, I think that's a key thing as well like we've just said where so much in the media oh, there's a few mentioned in social media especially it is you know obviously with guys there is the sort of body dysmorphia and, and seeing sort of David Beckham etc but in terms of fashion models and magazines for women and young girls where everything seems to be airbrushed um, yeah. and, and completely as uh, some people have tweeted tonight in the chat, completely unrealistic and and putting that sort of pressure from such a young age now, it seems, to sort of grow up and be an adult and, and look like an adult. I, I think that can be so harmful. I think there's even, we've got, I'm not going to click on it because it'll probably jump up into sound, but Laura's tweeted a, a time-lapse video showing uh, a model being photoshopped um, right and i think sometimes that brings it home a little bit more because you're like you've got this person whose job it is um to kind of be fit attractive and beautiful and even their pictures again taken by a professional photographer whose job it is to take it in the best light in the best angle um from the best position they're With still hours of editing but... yeah on top of that they're doing all of the editing and you think well if you take a picture of yourself like in whatever light you're happy to be in in whatever room you're happy to be in in whatever clothes you're happy to be in um and potentially taking it of yourself or just of the person you're stood next to like where's the comparison like there like yeah. it's just a bit ridiculous uh where are we now wasn't there a thing not that long ago about um i don't know if it was for an advert or for a music video where a female musician i think refused to put out her video because it had been airbrushed yes can you Uh, remember who that was oh oh uh was it megan trainer that's the one yeah megan trainer it was in i think it was in a South American country. I might be completely wrong. Yeah, sure. I don't I know. But um, yeah, her, her video was photoshopped and she refused to share the video and let it be released because she said, that's just not how I look. That's unrealistic. That's not, mm. that's not what I look like. See, that's... Oh, I'm in between. Like, when you hold something up and say, oh, that's great, like, that's kind of just what it should be like anyway, but... I guess it's really good, particularly in that industry, that you get someone do that. Very much so. Um, we've got, uh, I think, Laura carrying on the conversation with G and Mystic Meg about the secrets um, and mentioning the fact that it might be because um, you're able to have control over that. So it's kind of a, a control issue, which obviously feeds in quite a lot to particularly, I think, eating disorders. Yeah. Uh, and I'd probably say to things like self-harm as well, I think that probably crosses over. So definitely seeing yeah. a few links there. Uh, every time every time I get to the top of um, my feed and I click, uh, like, load up the next 20 tweets, 
it keeps me at the top, so I have to scroll back down and try and find where I was. It's really annoying. Like, yeah. I want it just to stay. Like, load the new tweets and just let me keep scrolling up. That would that would help me out quite a lot. We have the final question. Oh, I'm so far behind. I'm four minutes ago. Uh, Mystic Meg, I hope one day I can look in the mirror and be positive. I'll never be 100%, but I'm aiming for 99%. That's pretty cool. I like that. I think, like, having... We still have that acceptance, like, we're never going to be perfect, like, either our ideal or someone else's ideal. Um, and aim for, like, just the best you're going to be happy with. And yeah. 99% sounds pretty good to me. I think I'd be happy with 80, but... 99 is <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> I'll take 75. Okay. okay, let's not think about it too much, because my number... <laughs> uh, right. Um, so, I still haven't quite got to the next question. Uh, it's it's just below Mystic Meg's tweet, oh. so you need to go down a little bit. Um, Millie Daydreams, finally, question five. What are your long-term ambitions? No one is defined by their ED. Do you have goals pushing you through your bad days? Oh, okay, so that was the answer to the final question that I just read. Yes. Yeah, cool, okay. I imagine so. Yeah. Oh, and there's course. Shannon again. Uh, I want to be a published writer publishing my own self-help book. That's cool. I've got bad news for Shannon, though. She wasn't the first one to reply that time. No, she wasn't. Oh, no, but Laura was replying to a previous question, I think. She was again. Yeah, there we so go. Shannon's first again. Uh, I'm going to like that one just because it's the last uh, Lola Faith. Uh, to be healthy but wanting to be or look in my case a certain way or like other people mm. so again that's still being affected by yeah. ED but wanting to be healthy which is a positive choice yeah I think and it's for me like that's important that that she's written that first like yeah. the first yeah. thing is to be healthy yeah um and 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 Oh, sometimes I can be really funny with language, um, but she uses the word but. So it's almost like it's acceptance that maybe this isn't what I should be thinking, but it is what I'm thinking yeah. um, of the idea that she wants to look a certain way or like someone else. Um, and I don't know. I think a big thing there is healthy is is the first thing she's written and she accepts kind of the the negative stuff that can come with, with what she's aiming for. But I think recognition of that says quite a lot. So hopefully um, she's able to work towards and achieve what she wants. Yes. Uh, then the 199%. We've got uh, Chatterbox. I would love to continue my singing career and do something with it. I've just graduated. Oh, I feel like um, if she happens to be listening to this, um, we need. I feel like we need a link in that to be able to listen to something. Um, we've got just above that, Amy Road to Recovery. My main goal is just to be healthy and happy with a smiley face. Oh, that's cool. I've noticed there seems to be loads of people um, today that are doing the um, the old-fashioned smiley face. Yes. What's yeah, the, the colon. Yeah. Little apostrophe in the bracket. Where's, where's my emoji friends? Do androids get emojis? Do they do they also dream of electric sheep? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Where are you going with that? Oh dear. Um we've got uh Millie's response to that. Uh great goal. Happiness is a gift that not everyone recognises and often takes for granted. And then Hannah has replied to that one with a quote tweet and said, completely agree with this, and I think it's relevant to a lot of mental illnesses. I realise now that I completely took happiness for granted. That's really important, actually, because it is in those fleeting moments of happiness where you feel almost liberated, but you almost dismiss them because you know that it's not going to last or you, you feel that it's not going to last. And yet, those are the moments that you should be rel relishing mm. and, and really holding on to tightly. I think sometimes it can come in like those silly places as well, can't it? Where you're like just sat or stood somewhere, and out of nowhere you get that feeling. It can be, um, I don't know. I feel like 
I, I know I would recognise, like, I've had a few of those where just all of a sudden you're like, oh, like, this is a moment. You don't know exactly yeah. what yeah. sometimes, but, oh, yeah, I've had moments where you're just, I've had some when I'm in the car driving along and, like, the sun just comes up over, uh, like, the foreground and there's, like, a good song on maybe, um, and that can be a moment, uh, like, just walking along by the sea at night sometimes, um, I've had some, I think just like even just being in my bedroom, looking out the window sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's just holding on to those moments, like you say, and kind of just being happy in the moment and yeah. being able to uh, accept that and not. Not try and throw it away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nicole Williams, uh, no one's defined by their eating disorder. So important to remember. Um, so many ambitions and exciting opportunities. And. Um, Thanks everyone for for joining in and being here for the chat. Uh, um, G mentioning, oh, G, do you have a name? No. Um, mentioning the fact that she or he um, still struggles with uh, seeing most people confident with their weight uh, and always having. Uh, to be the skinniest so I think again kind of that idea of as we said kind of falling into that trap of comparing yourself to other people um, and yeah. that can be a real challenge because uh, again it's how you see yourself but also how you see other people as well so there's so many factors there that, and, um, and then on top of that how you think other people see you as well yeah so it's it's com it's just total sort of surrounding yourself by analysing yourself it from every aspect. Wow, uh, Andrea, I think this is a quote. Yeah, this is a quote. So she's saying that somebody actually said this to her. Maybe you shouldn't say you have a mental mental illness. It makes you sound dangerous. I'd reword it. Jeez. That's not fantastic, is it? No. And I think it feeds into, again, I feel like bash like mainstream media, but how often do you hear like, oh, someone's done this and they've got a, some sort of mental health disorder or like, oh, they're bipolar or they're depressed or, um, oh, I don't know. You don't, not that it needs to be said, but it's not like, oh, look at this business person that's achieved all this while they were depressed. Like, you're never going to read that. But, oh, this person, oh, I don't know, tripped someone over in the road because, uh, I don't know, <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, it's, it's that need to just, like, tag it onto someone else is a bit ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, we've got an answer to question three, so a bit of a jump back from, oh, GPGPs. Is that, me? I'm going to go mini hiatus? Yeah, I'd go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I wasn't going to attempt the MCHI dash dash. So the most important thing is knowing yourself, knowing your flaws uh, and embracing them uh, and embracing yourself in total. I think that's a really good one. I think kind of sits on top of that stuff we were saying about being able to sort of reflect and accept yeah. yourself and they've carried it on as well just above and love yourself because sometimes it will seem like no one else does and you have to be able to fall back on you oh yeah they're using a separate one as well <laughs> yeah i think that's really true that's a really yeah. good well at, at the end of the day it's your story you're mm. the one that's living your life um you know and and some people are fortunate to have support networks, some people aren't. And, mm. you know, you have got to be able to rely on yourself in the end. You know, at the end of the day, it is you. You, yourself, and you. Yep. Uh, we've got, uh, just Millie comes back on that and says she couldn't agree more. Um, no one's perfect, but your flaws don't make you a monster. They're part of you. And again, I, feel, I don't know, I feel like it sits on some of that stuff uh, when uh, you sort of 
if you think of a world where everyone's the same, I always think like, doesn't that feel like really boring? Oh, um, it, the the differences are what makes the world go round. Mm. It it's that experience, it's that opportunity to I don't know, you like you learn from people with different cultures, backgrounds, experiences, struggles, achievements. Like if we all looked the same, thought the same, did the same, like you're never gonna learn anything, you're never really gonna experience anything, there's no achievement in anything. Um there's I've heard that kind of a similar discussion happen around um like uh we've had some faith questions at work in the last few weeks because we're looking to start up a faith group and the idea like oh why does god allow um like evil in the world like what is god um who is god and all this sort of stuff and i feel like it sort of sits in that like um it's just acceptance of a lot of different things and being open to that and being able to talk about it and not being closed-minded to like this is the way I think, or this is the way I think you think, and just being able to talk about stuff, I guess. Uh, I think we've got a few people starting to... Wind down. Wind down, just saying, like, thanks for being here, thanks to everyone. We've got, actually, Millie has tweeted, thanks so much to everyone that's taken part in tonight's Talk Mental Health chat. This was my first ever time hosting the chat, so it's been extra special. Woo! Well done, Millie, and everyone that took part. Yeah, I think some good questions there, and I think, like we said at the beginning, being people that are not, I would say, directly affected by um, eating disorders, we've still been able to talk through a bit about our experiences and hopefully have a bit of a, a chat and kind of keep that conversation going that the, the guys and girls are having online as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's testament to everyone's answers and being so open and brave to speak out. Yeah, because if they weren't tweeting, we wouldn't be talking. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Or we'd be sat here talking about Pokemon Go. (laughs) Yeah, Pokemon Go and wrestling. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, dear. Um, A few more people saying um, bye-bye. Thanks for taking part. Uh, I think a couple again kind of just reflecting on the fact like it is really great to see and hear people talking about their experience and actually um, they should be taking um, something really huge from that that they're able to talk so openly about the experiences that they've had the struggles and the achievements they've gone through as well yeah and again Millie signed it off glad to end on a positive note feeling so inspired by all of your goals and ambitions we are not and will not be defined by our EDs. Yeah. Uh, I think we can round off the hashtag talk MH chat podcast. Uh, we might carry on a brief conversation afterwards um, about wrestling. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we'll round off there. Rich, do you want to give your uh, Twitter username? Yeah, it's at richbiscuit21 across the board. That's Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, and my Facebook page. We've got some good branding going on there, Rich, keeping the same name. <laughs> I, like, I like that. It's well thought out. I what try. I try. happened, um, I don't know if I should ask you this now, um, I'm sure before, weren't you Rich Music or something? I was Rich 21 Music, and I just wanted to correlate all of my social media oh, into okay. a bundle. Cool. Oh, so you became branded. Lovely, lovely. Yes, I chose to be branded. <laughs> um, oh, and just as a last bit that I've seen, just because um, they do interact so much with the talks, uh, Middlesbrough and Stockton Mind have just thrown up uh, kind of like a blogger's request. If you're interested in being a featured blogger, um, let them know. Um, and they've got a few people joining them soon. So do um, have a look at their resources, especially I think when it's online as well. Don't necessarily worry if you're not from Middlesbrough or Stockton like I'm sure you can still feed into the resources and support that are over there as well cool so thank you very much for listening to what I think we said was episode 32 of Mike's Open Journal uh, and we'll probably come back and do another one of these hashtag talk MHs if you guys enjoy this let me know um, 
tweet myself and Rich and um, let us know what you thought about the podcast. Um, and obviously, if we've mentioned you, you definitely should be replying and saying something lovely about us. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mike. That's, cool. that's a nice signing off there. Well, that wasn't too bad, was it? I was, I was, yeah, you, you've been practicing in front of the mirror again, haven't you? Yeah, I have. A little bit of talking to myself. It's got, <laughs> it's got some sort of purpose now. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm doing it for the podcast. It's not weird. It's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm practicing. It, it, it's it's for, for a purpose. Yeah, it's for a purpose. Right, uh, we're signing this one off just so I can <laughs> bookend the end of it. Um, thanks very much for listening. And remember, you're not alone out there. Me and Rich are listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>